Penn State picks up yet another four-star recruit for the class of 2022, but also loses a commitment from the class of 2022. We'll talk about that and hear a lot more from Big Ten Media Day in today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. We're finishing up the week covering Penn State football from Monday through Friday. Of course, if you want to get more of a fill for Big Ten football in general, why wouldn't you right now? Now's a great time to get involved and caught up on all things Big Ten. You got to check out Locked On Big Ten. Nate Dickinson, host of the Locked On Gophers podcast, he's hosting every day, Monday through Friday, and everybody from around the, the Big Ten channels on Locked On Podcast Network are hopping in where we can. I'm there every Tuesday, so make sure you check out the Tuesday episodes for sure. But of course, great content all throughout the week on Locked On Big Ten. You can follow Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And of course, I'm the host here of Locked on Nittany Lions, getting ready for our third season together, you and I, just, just you and me. This is a little intimate Penn State podcast conversation with just you and me. There's nobody else listening or joining. Uh, but yeah, we're getting ready for yet another season. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you are as well. Uh, we are available on all the different podcasting apps, including that Odyssey app. And you can also connect with us on our social media accounts at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Twitch, all using the same username of Locked On Nittany. And of course, today we're going to talk a little bit more about the latest recruiting developments for Penn State, which has been absolutely on fire in the class of 2022. Got a little hotter on Thursday afternoon with the addition of yet another player. But to make room for that, we saw a decommitment as well. So we'll talk about that one as well. And of course, we do have additional audio from head coach James Franklin and a couple players, three Castro Fields and PJ Mustafer from Big Ten Media Day last week, courtesy of our friends over at Fox 43. We'll share that as the podcast goes on with you. So without any further ado, let's get into the big story that happened on Thursday. And as it seemed like it was expected, Pensy picked up yet another four-star player for its class of 2022. This being an athlete, Christian Driver, who is the son of former NFL and Green Bay Packers wide receiver Donald Driver. And that's interesting because James Franklin was actually one of his assistant coaches when he was in Green Bay back in 1995. James Franklin was on that coaching staff. Donald Driver was the Pro Bowl wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. So a little bit of a connection there. And I don't think that that is to be taken for granted because it's not very often that you're going to go into the state of Texas and pull out a four-star uh, safety or a guy that could play both ways. Having that family connection and having that working relationship with Donald Driver, I have to imagine, played a little bit of a role in this recruiting process. So why wouldn't you? know, If you had that connection, why not take advantage of it? But Christian Diver uh, made his announcement on CBS Sports uh, HQ live on Thursday afternoon. As I said, four-star player, uh, 24-7 sports ranks him as the 15th safety in the nation, 37th top recruit in the state of Texas, 210 overall. So he's in that 24-7 sports, 247, top 247. And as I mentioned, they list him as a safety, but uh, some recruiting services have broken him down as a, just a plain old athlete who can play both ways. Obviously, he's got those wide receiver genes. I'll be very curious to see where he goes uh, in his future at Penn State because we know that Penn State's secondary is looking like it's going to be pretty solid. 
gets even better with the depth as far as the addition of driver is concerned. Uh, but of course, if they need somebody who's going to maybe catch the football, maybe that's something that uh, works its way into the conversation as well. So Penn State continues to look absolutely stacked at the, um, the, the defensive secondary positions for the years to come, uh, adding in some really good recruits in this recruiting class, already added to it in the class of 2021. Uh, but it is not all great news for Penn State on the recruiting scene because on Thursday they actually lost a commitment from the, the class of 2022, which, again, not all that surprising given the fact that recruiting is kind of ever-changing throughout the uh, course of the recruiting cycle, and it's never totally unexpected when somebody uh, decides to decommit. So on Thursday afternoon, we also saw the decommitment of Tyrese Freebury uh, out of Pittsburgh, defensive tackle who had recently committed to Penn State. He put out on Twitter, I will be decommitting from Penn State until further notice. Added a couple of Twitter mentions on there. I don't know what the story is there. I don't know if it's just a change of heart. Again, nothing out of the ordinary as far as recruiting is concerned. Even when you're pulling in some of these really loaded classes, you're going to see a player probably decommit before it comes time to signing day. So nothing too out of the ordinary as far as I can see here. Uh, this is certainly not the uh, the first crack in what a, looks like a terrific class about to completely implode. I'm hoping that's not the case, at least. I, but I don't think there's really any indication, any indication that that's probably going to be the case. So uh, we'll obviously watch this a little bit closely. Just because he's decommitted now doesn't mean he won't come back to the Penn State class of 2022. Again, I don't know what the line of thinking here is. I don't know what the decision-making process for Freebury is. But obviously, wish him the best of luck as he continues to try and find where he is going to play his college football. It could still be at Penn State, or it may just be elsewhere. Who knows? Uh, but we'll just uh, keep an eye on that moving forward. Again, the class of 2022 still looks absolutely amazing, all things considered. Uh, if they keep this together, you're certainly looking at the best recruiting class under James Franklin and probably one of the best classes in the in the nation. It's not going to be dropping off significantly between now and signing day. There's probably still too much ground to make up for that number one spot with Ohio State, and Alabama is rocketing up the rankings as well lately with some of their commitments. So uh, even if Penn State doesn't finish with the number two recruiting class in the nation as they are currently ranked as I'm recording this, this is still looking like a pretty darn good class for Penn State. Could very well be a top five class, almost guaranteed to be a top 10 class at this point. Uh, I don't think there's any way they could fall out of the top 10, even with surges from some of the other traditional recruiting superpowers uh, still to do some work between now and signing day. So Penn State absolutely continues to be on a roll on the recruiting scene. Could even get better this weekend. Kevin Winston Jr. out of Maryland, uh, another four-star athlete, uh, is going to make his decision, I believe, on Saturday afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. And it looks as though he's down to Penn State and Maryland. So will he stay close to home at Maryland, or will he join the fold uh, or join the pack <laughs> with uh, the Nittany Lions in Happy Valley. Uh, Penn State was trending in the crystal ball predictions as far as I can solve uh, recently uh, for Kevin Winston Jr. So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, we'll see what happens over the weekend. And of course, we'll talk about it on Monday's edition of the podcast. Now's a good time to take our first break of the podcast. And I know during my work day, the first thing I'm doing at my little mid-morning break time is I'm sinking my teeth into a Built Bar. That's right. They're the protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. I think they taste even better than a lot of the chocolate bars that are out there. And if you don't believe me, you got to try one for yourself. And the great thing about Built Bars is not only are they great tasting, but they are also 
healthy enough to fit into any kind of diet. Whether you're on a keto diet or you're looking to lose or maintain weight, you just need something that's gonna help fill you up until you get to your next meal break or just get you through your workout, whatever the case may be. They've got a variety of flavors that are gonna help you do that, including coconut, cookies and cream, German chocolate, salted caramel. I know what you're thinking. Some of these flavors sound a little bit too good to be true, but I'm telling you, they absolutely are legit. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are also healthy too. All their flavors range between 17 and 18 grams of protein. They range between 130 and 180 calories. It really depends on which one you get. But if you take a look at those numbers right there and you compare that to some of the other leading protein bars out there, you're going to be amazed at just how far advanced Built Bars really are. So order today, get whatever flavor you want, and you can go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All this week on the podcast, we have been sharing audio clips from Big Ten Media Day of head coach James Franklin, courtesy of our friends over at Fox 43. And also, once again, thanks to Todd Sadowski, the sports program director at Fox 43, for joining me on the podcast for an interview earlier this week. If you missed anything, go back into the Odyssey app or wherever you're getting your podcast and check out the last few episodes from this week so you can get all caught up on all the reactions and thoughts coming out of Big Ten Media Day and hearing some of the quotes from James Franklin as he's addressing the media in a little less formal setting than the official press conference. Uh, that's one of the great things about Big Ten Media Day. You get your your regular press conference setting and then you have the little breakdowns where you've got smaller crowds of media members uh, asking questions to the head coach and some of the players and we'll hear from a couple of the players a little bit later in this podcast but I do want to share one more soundbite from James Franklin because I think he's echoing a lot of the same things that a lot of people have been looking forward to this upcoming season right it's the return of fans to Beaver Stadium and we all understand that that is one of the biggest things that a lot of Penn State fans are looking forward to this year because you were not able to go to a game in Beaver Stadium last season you actually weren't allowed to go to any game in any Big Ten Stadium last year I know some schools around the country were having some open seats and uh, different times of attendance guidelines based on the conference based on the the region the state you know the local municipalities all that good stuff we understand why but things are opening back up this year. And even though some sections of the country are kind of trending in the wrong direction right now, things are still looking like they're going to be on track for Pennsylvania to have fully open stadiums. We still see open stadiums in baseball in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, Pittsburgh Steelers, looks like they're going to have full stadium crowds for this upcoming season. And Penn State, of course, is going on record saying that they are going to be fully open for Beaver Stadium this upcoming season, which means 110,000 people cramming back into the stadium once again, like the old days. Hopefully it all works out. But of course, there is no better reason to be excited about just having home games again than the whiteout crowd for week three against Auburn, uh, just the fact that you have actual energy in the stadium. And that certainly is one of the big reasons that James Franklin is excited for the upcoming season, just having you guys back in the stands this year. I don't think you can undersell the importance of that. Obviously, we have a distinct home field advantage when you have that type of crowd. Um, we, have, we have led the nation in sacks. Um, a large number of years over the last probably six years, or we've been in the top five pretty consistently. Is that based on coaching? Is that based on development? Is that based on talent and skills that our players have? Yes. Is that also part of a crowd noise? 
and a silent cadence because they can't hear and communicate, that factors into it as well. That's why if you're one of the best D-linemen in the country, that's, that's another reason why you should come to Penn State because there is a, an advantage to having 107,000 people in that stadium going crazy. Well, they are going to be going crazy for sure, especially in week two when you get your first chance to get back to a home game when they take on Ball State. But, of course, all eyes are on that week three matchup against Auburn when Auburn comes to the town for the first regular season meeting between Auburn and Penn State in series history. They've obviously played in the past, but they've always been in bowl games. We get the first of a home-and-home series between Penn State and Auburn. A lot of people looking forward to it. It's going to be the official whiteout game for this upcoming season. Penn State did recently announce all their different themes for every game, and the whiteout was one of the ones that everybody wanted to know which one was going to be first. And I think, as expected, it's going to be the Auburn game at home. There is going to be a student section whiteout for the Michigan game later on, and it looks like they're going to do a stadium-wide stripeout for the game against Indiana. Uh, which will be pretty cool to see. Although that, that second whiteout game against Michigan, if that's not a full stadium whiteout, even if it's unofficial, I would be surprised because I think fans are going to want to dress in white for that game in particular because it could be a pretty big game. We'll have to just wait and see how the season plays out. Uh, on a quick related note, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers announced that they are going to be doing a stripe out for their season opener, which of course will be against Penn State. So Penn State's going to be walking right into a stripe out to start off the season on the road. A couple weeks later, they'll have their full stadium whiteout. And then later on in the year, we'll see a stripe out in Beaver Stadium. So pretty cool. And I think uh, we'll echo what James Franklin says. There is nothing better than having an actual home field advantage and having a full crowd frenzied, riled up, and wound up, and just kind of uh, looking forward to getting back to something normal as far as Penn State football is concerned. A lot of people are going to be excited for that Week 3 matchup. Primetime national television, full stadium whiteout. Let's go. I also want to share this audio clip uh, that Todd Sadowski from Fox 43 had in a one-on-one interview with Tariq Castro-Fields, kind of talking about the experience of going through last season, starting off the year on such a dreadful note with an 0-5 record and coming back and winning four straight games. Here's what Tariq Castro-Fields had to say about that. You guys had a five-game losing streak, four-game winning streak. You personally, what do you look at the most from that do you look at the negatives and say, we got to correct these? Or do you say, hey, look, let's keep riding yeah. the wave at the end of the season? I think you got to look at both. Um, you can't dwell on either one too much. But at the end of the day, you got to use both as fuel. Um, I think us going 4-0 at the end, like, it showed the type of guys we have in our locker room. So that's the type of guys I want riding with me. So I can't wait. You guys are going to show what kind of team you are quickly. Within 15 days of the season, you have a, a away game at Camp Randall to open up and then a whiteout against yep. Auburn on the 18th. So obviously there's there's motivation to have, yep. a, have a quick start. Yep. Yes, sir. I mean, no matter who we play, like, you got to win the game. Like, you got to win no matter what. But us going away, we can see what our team is made of early. And then we just have a lot of exciting games um, that are exciting for the fans, exciting for my, my mom, uh, everyone's family. So I can't wait. Can you just explain how different last season was compared to anything that you've ever experienced football-wise? And then when you guys run on the field at Camp Randall, to see fans again there and, and to, see, to hear that excitement. Yeah, of course it was different. Just especially I, I got fortunate to play four years in Beaver Stadium. Like not a lot of people can say they did that. And our fans are the most electric in the country. So of course it was kind of weird, but there's no excuses there. But now we're blessed to be able to go to Wisconsin and then return home and play, I think like five home games. So I can't wait. 
Coming up in our final segment of the week, we will hear quickly from PJ Mustafer, who has a couple thoughts about what he's looking forward to this upcoming season. And we'll have a few more audio clips to share with you next week because the folks at Fox 43 overdid it this week by sending us so much great audio. Uh, I still have some things from James Franklin that I didn't get a chance to mix into a podcast this week. So come back next week. We'll have more audio to still share. Not a whole lot more, but still a few more clips that I want to share with you guys as well. And starting next week, it's going to be the beginning of August, which means we are going to officially start off our preseason preview mode. So every day of the week on the podcast, we're going to start breaking down a different facet of the team to look forward to this upcoming season. We'll start breaking down the schedule a little bit, and we're going to start reaching out and bringing in some guests with some expert opinions from some of Penn State's opponents. So stay tuned. Starting next week, we go into full-blown preseason mode as we go into the month of August, which means we're one step closer to the return of Penn State football and we cannot look forward to it anymore than doing it with you right here on the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. I want to take a moment every Friday on the podcast to just share my appreciation for you guys and supporting this podcast the way you have. And one of the ways I want to do that is by shouting out one of you people who have been so kind to share a five-star rating or review on any of the podcasting platforms. Today, I saw a five-star review from Gray Chevy Van, uh, who left a very kind five-star review. It says, this guy knows his stuff. Best Penn State podcast there is. Thank you very much, Gray Chevy Van. I know who you are. Uh, I'll leave it a little bit of a mystery to everybody else. But thank you for the support. And if you want to hear your name, shout it out on the podcast. The best way to do that is leave those five-star ratings and reviews on those various podcasting apps. I scan them. I find some of the best ones that make me smile. And I want to share my appreciation for you guys in that way. And I know now that we're getting to the start of the college football season, we may be getting some new listeners who may not have been listening to some of the things I've been saying all off season. So I'm going to take a quick second just to remind everybody how excited I am and how optimistic I am for the fate of this Penn State offense. I think all the ingredients are there. I am a big fan of the offensive coordinator upgrade and Mike Yurcich. And I thought it was pretty interesting to hear the perspective of this new offensive coordinator from one of the key players on the other side of the football. That would be, of course, defensive lineman P.J. Mustafer, who's really the anchor of that defensive line, at least as far as Penn State and veteran leadership is concerned. He's really the only holdover from last year's roster. There are some good additions to the roster, and some guys are maybe stepping up, of course. But P.J. Mustafer is pretty much the anchor of this defensive line foundation at Penn State. So I thought it was pretty interesting to hear what he had to say about going up against a Mike Yurcich offense and whether or not he has enough experience to kind of understand exactly what Penn State's opponents are going to be in for. This following audio clip is once again courtesy of Todd Sadowski from Fox 43 in a one-on-one interview with P.J. Mustafer. Here's what he had to say about the new offensive coordinator at Penn State. Hey, PJ, just two quick questions. One yeah. is about Coach Jurisic from a defensive point of view. Everybody's talking about what he brings to the offensive side. Mm -hmm. What do you guys see defensively coming from the offensive schemes and just what you guys are yeah, seeing now? Yeah, I, well, for me, I, I mean, you know, I'm a defensive tackle, so I ain't really looking at all that. Um, and I also, you know, we only had a, the spring ball with him, so I haven't seen too much. But I can tell you this, the offensive guys are working extremely hard. Um, the, the communication and the workouts they're doing with him is constant. So, you know, they're definitely building that relationship to where, you know, it's second nature and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like he's been here for 10 years. So, you know, if they're happy on the offensive side of the ball with what Coach Yersis is doing from a down-to-down -down perspective, then I am too. 
I found that pretty encouraging to hear from P.J. Mustafer, who's going up against uh, the Penn State offense all the time in spring practices and getting to know exactly what they're going to be trying to do on offense. And obviously, like you heard him say, he hasn't had a tremendous amount of experience just yet, and he probably hasn't seen all the wrinkles of what Penn State is planning on doing offensively under Mike Yurcich as offense coordinator. But I will say this, I am excited about what Mike Yurcich is potentially going to bring to the offense I feel as though his style of offensive game playing or game planning is going to be more suitable for the kind of style that a lot of these Penn Staters are typically uh, comfortable playing. A little bit more up tempo. Uh, they might change a couple things here and there, but I think that the fact that this is going to be an offense that looks for some big plays, looks to strike quickly, I think that it'll get Penn State's offense in a little bit more of a rhythm that should bode well for Sean Clifford. As I said this week on the podcast, I'm pretty comfortable with the running back situation and the depth. And we all know Jahad Dotson is going to be one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten. But I also think that there are some other younger options that are going to continue to develop. And I think they're going to find some key roles in this offense, both at wide receiver and at the tight end position. So I think there's a lot of really good ingredients for this Penn State offense. And you're going to hear me say that a lot over the coming weeks as we start to take a little bit of a deeper look into what to expect out of Penn State this year. I'm all in on this Penn State offense. I, I'm not saying it's going to light up the scoreboard every time they, they have the possession of the football, but I do feel as though this is an offense that's going to move the football, put up a decent amount of points, and as long as they can avoid making some of those costly mistakes that really came back to haunt them last year, and they, this is a team that does not dig a big hole uh, either on offense or on defense early on in the game, this is going to be a pretty good year for Penn State, and I think it's going to start with that offense. Well, folks, that is going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast as we bring it close to another week talking all things Penn State football. But don't worry, there's lots of sports going on this weekend. And if you want to place a couple of bets, you want to make sure you check out the Locked on Bets podcast because it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and, of course, handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks. You get blowout specials. Wrong team favorite picks, which are always really fun to check it out. And, of course, Lee Sterling is going to give you his lock of the day. Make sure you're following the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. That includes the incredibly awesome Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, where you can also check out Locked on Nittany Lions. And, of course, you can catch Locked on Nittany Lions on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, however you're listening to my voice right now, make sure you're giving this podcast a follow, subscribe to it, whatever the case may be. Never miss a single episode. Full week of content coming your way next week. Looking forward to it. And we're going to continue that moving in to the start of the 2021 Penn State football season. It's going to be a fun ride, folks, and I hope you're there with me. I'm riding shotgun. You're going to be my co-pilot. It's going to be a lot of fun going into the season and, of course, throughout the season. Lots of other Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And, of course, you can check out some of my contributions and some of the roundtable discussions that I've been partaking in over on Athlon Sports. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Make sure you're following Locked on Nittany Lions on Twitter at Facebook and Instagram and Twitch, all using the username of Locked on Nittany. Now, until next time, everybody, have a great weekend. Stay safe. If you get a chance to go to the shore like I'm going to be doing this weekend, make sure you wear that sunscreen. You don't want to burn yourself, but I don't know what the weather's going to be like this weekend. So have a great weekend, everybody. We'll come back. We'll do it again on Monday. We've got some more Penn State Penn, uh, Big Ten Media Day audio clips to share, and we're going to start really digging in, getting into full-blown preseason mode 
right on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday.